morning on this, what's the date? Saturday, November 27. I'm going to do both an audio recording to put up on sermon.net because I want as many people as possible to be encouraged. And you know that's what God wants also. And I'm going to put a YouTube out too. By the way, don't look to compare um, the words because I'm sure in my uh, fleshly uh, abode, uh, temporary fleshly abode, I would not say the exact same thing. I also want to be totally and absolutely led by the Holy Spirit. So, who made him, who is God? Because remember, God is one God in three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Some of you that are believing currently in an incorrect doctrinal teaching that says the three are not one. God is not the original trinity. Uh, that's a non-biblical teaching and false teaching. Okay, I don't know who needed that one. <laughs> but um, probably about over the summer or about a year ago. Okay, so I'm slack with uh, my dating in July or some of that. But I think it got pushed upon my heart before that. Um, Isaiah was in Isaiah, studying Isaiah. And I mean doing a precept, in-depth, inductive study. I mean, that's a deep study. That's actually the way we should study the Bible, actually. I'm going to use the NASB version, uh, make it a little bit better in the terminology. Um, and when I was in Isaiah, and it struck me, let's see in context. I'm not going to read the contextual verses, I'm only going to read one. But open up your Bibles and read the contextual. And just sit there and meditate on it and let, listen as the Holy Spirit teaches you and opens, softens your heart for His truth. In Isaiah 45 3. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places so that you may know that it is I, the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by your name. Now, first and foremost, this was written by Isaiah the prophet, written down by Isaiah the prophet, actually, or given to him during the time of captivity. Cyprus was a, was a seeress. I always forget those names. I think it was Cyprus. Oh, well. It doesn't matter. It's not pertinent. Well, King Cyrus. Okay. Uh, at that time, they were in captivity, but a remnant was getting ready to go back into the land of Israel. Um, that's during the time of Ezra and um, Zerubbabel and um, Nehemiah. This time, when he was getting ready to go back in. But... Um, these treasure of darkness that I is uh, God uh, just wanted to make sure I clarify that and he's speaking to the people of Israel, people of God but since born again believers are now uh, the part of the people of God this one is easily applicable to us we're going to look at a few categories and we'll try and break it down again it was given through Isaiah these people were 100% fully submitted to God. Uh, side note, we are supposed to be 100% surrendered everything. Ourselves, our beings, our thought lives, everything to God. Now we are being in these still fleshly natures. That if it, all of us, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, if there's any others, throw it in. We're including you too. Every tribe and nation. Um... Uh, had inherited 
our fleshly natures through Adam and Eve, not our pigmentation, our coloring, but our natures, all inherited. Anybody wants to take this anything further, just shut the heck up, slap yourself in the face, punch yourself in the mouth, no, don't do that, please don't do that, uh, um, and just shut up because you've just gone into the flesh instead of by the spirit. But we all inherited our fleshly natures through Adam and Eve. In that order, yes, that is correct. But not just Adam. There are some false teachers that teach that. That, oh, everything is wrong because of Adam. Ah, no, Bible don't say that. Everything's wrong because of Eve. No, Bible don't teach that either. It's combined. They both sinned against God. Um, okay, I really don't know why I want to add that. I was praying that I don't get too many rabbit trails. I probably will. I'm good for those. I've mastered them. I can teach you how to go on rabbit trails and what not to do. No, please don't. Um, but again, but this is clearly applicable. Some theologians, some scholars may say otherwise. Y'all need to just shut up too. As Jesus told the Pharisees, just to shut up. <laughs> I'm boldly saying, not in my own opinion, in my own strength, in Jesus' name, <laughs> but I'm coming in Christ Jesus as you are also in Christ Jesus. Hopefully you are. But the treasures are, let's take a look at these words in um, individually. You got treasures of darkness. You can say, well, wait a minute, how is dark treasure? Uh, how is darkness a treasure? Uh, it could be. Or the hidden wealth of secret places. Really? Wealth is supposed to be expounded, not necessarily. That's prosperity teaching. But we're gonna look at we're gonna look at some of these. These are the key factors we're gonna take a look at. First of all, we wanna look at darkness. Now I'm obviously using an iPad out there so I can uh, software app so I can hopefully go there quicker. I probably won't. We're going over to John chapter three, but we're not going over we all know the famous for God so loved the world that he gave. By the way, he doesn't love the world as far as the earth, he's loving the people, all of us. Just want to clarify that that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus. Only that whoever believes in him, whoever believes, notice it says that, shall not perish, but have eternal life. Whoever believes. That means everybody's not gonna get saved. You got false teachers out there being led by the spirit of Antichrist, which is Satan which is Satan's spirit, has led the people to say, Oh well, the guy loves the war, he's not gonna let no way perish. Uh he got with it that whoever shall believe See, that's what Satan does. See, Satan will twit, will pull out certain words and make the context sound different. We don't want to do that. Actually, this particular Bible you know, software that I'm using in this particular version happens to have that in red. So we know who said that, Jesus. But that's also foolishness also because the whole Word of God from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation, whatever last 22, whatever last verses, Okay, I don't need to open a Bible for that one. Do it yourself. Um, to the last verse, all comes from God, period. Expression. It was written down through submitted men and on occasion women. Um, but anything else, so all the word, whether it's red or black, no matter what kind of ink, matter of fact, it's written spiritually in the heavens. I just want to throw that out. Um, but when they should have eternal life, this is one aspect of darkness that is not good. And it's John 3:19. This is a warning, actually. This is the judgment that light has come into the world, and that men love darkness rather than 
the light, for the deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light. Now this light is talking about Jesus Christ. That's why those that are filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with Jesus Christ, filled with God, you're filled with the entire Godhead, not just the Holy Spirit. You're filled with them, but they take up not physical residence that we reside in our homes or in our apartments or whatever, um, but rather they take up a spiritual residence. They're still seated on the right hand. Jesus is still seated at the right hand of God. But this darkness here, will be exposed when we're truly walking by the power of the Holy Spirit in Christ Jesus in note the context that is written throughout all the New Testament it says in Christ Jesus which we only attain at by faith through grace the grace of God by believing in Jesus Christ that's not just a uh, oh well I believe this iPad is real or I believe this iPhone is real or you may have an Android phone or Google or I believe this this Bible book is real. Uh-uh. Or oh, I believe this house is real. Uh, no, 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 no. That's a flippant, fleshly type belief. This belief only comes through being born again, which you go back to the beginning of John chapter 3, you can read about, which we are not going to expound upon at this time. But this document, to use the original dictionary that came out during this time, it was Noah Webster back in 1828, when everything the meaning was based on the word of God, was based on Jesus Christ. There are eight definitions that are provided with scriptures, which I'm not going to read them all. Do I hear an amen? No. Uh, is <clears throat> the first one, what is darkness? The absence of light. Genesis 1, we don't know what the world looks like. Two, obscurity. It kind of, see, that's why you mostly see most people that commit fornication, which is sex outside of marriage, or commit murders, or commit riots, uh, <clears throat> do so under the cloud of darkness. But they're foolishly thinking, well, if God's not going to see it, uh, no, there's no darkness in Almighty God in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It's expounded upon. So, you think you're doing all this stuff under this? Even the in Ezekiel through the prophets, they thought they were doing worship to Baal or any of those other false idols. <clears throat> and we even do so today. Thinking that God is not seen. Uh, no. God is omnipotent, omnipresent. Let me go drink, drink water. Sorry about that. Gotta keep my mouth going. Thinking that we're doing all this stuff and God's not seeing. God sees every and hears every single thing. We can't hide our sins from Him, but He wants to expose them by the power of the Holy Spirit working through others. And we can say, well, we're just destroying the church. Uh, no, you're not destroying. You may enjoy, destroy churches, but you won't destroy the church of Jesus Christ. Only he builds it. There's not a man or woman alive that builds the church of God. Not a human. There's only one human, and he was also God. And his God, and that's Jesus Christ, that builds the church of God. Then you got obscurity. One, okay, I think I did this already. Quality. Number three is the state of being intellectually, cl intellectually clouded. Nope, I'm not saying that three times. Sorry, ignorance. John chapter 3. Nicodemus was uh, who Jesus spoke, was speaking with, talking about being born again. 
he was an academic scholar. He was one of the Pharisees, religious leaders. They felt, oh, they went through all kinds of human study. And they figured, oh, they know everything. They know God. Uh, no. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2 when it talks about God will make foolish the wisdom of man, meaning mankind, not just man as male or men. Um, or in some cases, women, if you want to do that. It's <clears throat> we make foolishes when we try and figure stuff out using our own human frailties, our human education, our human intellect. That stuff only true wisdom comes through the fear of the Lord. And that's not fear is going to beat us. That's a reverential fear that all wisdom, all educational attainments should start with Almighty God who knows everything, who built everything, who created everything, designed everything. Who allows things for his purpose in his glory to wake us up, get our attention, show our need for him. So, have you ever been thinking over a project or a task and you just can't get it? You seem cloudy? Perhaps more than likely you have it. Your God will allow that sense of darkness to come upon you because he says, You haven't asked me. You haven't sought my face for me, for my wisdom, for my instructions of how to do stuff. Oh, I've been there and I get I know pastors, elders, and deacons, whatever, that have done the same thing. God will put us in this time of darkness to say, Okay, you just go sit there and dock and try and do things on your own wisdom, your own intellect. I gave you that intellect and that wisdom. Okay. Uh, that's an area. Number four private place, secrecy, privacy. Matthew chapter 10. It's just like, okay, you know what? Let's go over to that one. Let's take a look and see what that says. Matthew chapter 10. Okay, let's turn to 10. Uh, okay, I did, forgot to mark down the verse here. Uh, many times, how many times did Jesus himself um, when he was sent, the, when he was done doing whatever it was, service project or teaching or whatever, he sent the uh, disciples away, and then he went alone to be with the Father. Private place to meet one on one with the Father. We gotta have our private place. You don't run to church. There's times when we don't run to church. Every single day we should be running to our private place, wherever that is. Not everybody has a separate closet, has enough money for that, and that's okay. That is God ordained. But what this does is first, I think I meant to say verse 27, because what I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetop. Now, if you want to hear the Lord um, whispering to you, speaking, he doesn't always shout. Most of the time, he does not shout. But when he shouts, he's lots of attention. Uh, I highly suggest you get it to him. Uh, but when you, to hear whisper, guess what we have to do? We have to shut up. When we're in a dark place, when we're in one of these secret places, God has placed us there or allowed us to be there for a cleansing purposes, a refining purposes, because when we're put into refining fire, that's a dark place. When the three Hebrew boys um, from King Nebuchadnezzar, because he disobeyed, threw them in the fire, the only light was that fire. He thought there was another light near that only they knew 
inside. And it was Jesus himself, because it was a fourth agent who came down spiritually was in him. And that's and guess what? They were untied. They were no longer bound to man bound them up. And they were walking around dancing in the fire. I don't think I want to experience that, but I can almost visualize it and don't go too deep in that visualization stuff. So again, we need to go deeper into that darkness here. And this is still in the Webster's Dictionaries. I haven't even looked at my notes yet. Number five. You know, my handwriting sucks. <laughs> I should have typed it. Um, it's infernal. Another darkness. Another aspect of darkness is an infernal gloom. Hell as utter darkings. That's Matthew twenty Matthew twenty two. And I probably didn't put a verse here. No, I didn't. <clears throat> I believe that's the later worm. Yep, I didn't put a verse in here. It's somewhere. Just read it all. That's always the best thing to do. When it says, if we continue rejecting Jesus Christ, we we will end up in uh, in hell. Period. End of story. And it's hell. It will be a dark place. However, what will be heard in there is not God's voice. We will be hearing screaming, others screaming. We will be screaming. Or not we. Unbelievers will be screaming in torment, feeling the pain for eternity. It's endless. Those that keep rejecting Jesus Christ, you, we can't obtain it through the avenue of religion. We can't obtain it from a priest, a pastor. We can't attain it through educational attainments. We cannot attain it by... Um, any works of our flesh, of these bodies, of our intellects. We can't attain it intellectually. It's only by being born again and in, in being placed in Christ Jesus. There is a hell. It's real. And it will be dark, except for the flames that we'll be experiencing here. I don't want to see it. I'm no longer on that path. Good. Number six, great trouble and distress is another darkness. Definition of darkness. Calamities, perplexities, Job 2 and Isaiah 8. I'm not going to turn there. We can just, just read the words. So a lot of times God will allow that amongst a nation of people. Then hopes to show, okay, you think you're going your own way? You want to go your own way? Let me give you a warning for that. Go through Jeremiah. I mean, literally study chapter upon chapter, verse upon verse, which is the way we're actually supposed to be studying. Just don't do a flippant reading. And I'm not saying you don't read the Bible. By all means, read the Bible. But do an actual study. Ponder every word. See what the warnings God gave for his people. And by the way, every one of those warnings did come true. They were placed in those situations. And it was more than just a day or a month. When God brings his daily into that place that secret place where he is where he will speak to us comfort us prune us refine us make us born to the image which is what Romans 12 1 is all about 1 and 2 is to be transformed into his image which means the image of Jesus Christ not away from our own image number 7 this is a dangerous one it's the empire of Satan see Satan is the only one where hell was initially intended but then it became the those if you're rejecting Jesus Christ, you're basically coming right up alongside your father, Satan, and you're going where he is unless now we now, each one of us, has given the choice 
to believe in Jesus Christ, as John 3.16 says, with so many continue rejecting him, so many will kill instead. Zedekiah, King Zedekiah at the time of Jeremiah, like being one of the last kings Israel ever saw, that was from the line of David. Uh, <clears throat> this was in Judah. Jeremiah came along for the two tribes. The other ten tribes were already in captivity because of sin and rebellion against Cam. Judah was getting ready to go in. Uh, See, Satan is also known as the devil. He's also the prince of this world, printing upon his spirit. It's what's ruling this world. God is still in control. And the last one is opaqueness, Job 10. I'm not even going to go into that one too much. So again, that is darkness. That's the absence of life. So we got to think we're going in there. Come to my Hebrew word, 2022. I'm going to butcher it because I'm not Hebrew speaking. Chosek or Tesek. Basically says means... darkness or secret dark obscurity could be night could be day <clears throat> sorrow wickedness tessic means to be become the dark glow dim but there are a couple of verses though that I will bring it out eventually it's where evil is and his deeds dwell does that mean okay some people would say okay that means God's putting his where evil dwells we're living in a dark time right now in a dark world this is like but the darker the world, the darker the atmosphere, the more the light of God through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit shines. So think about that. Are we allowing God to shine through us? But the first thing that has to happen is sin has to be completely removed from us. That's why so many people, when they're, as you're growing in the Lord in maturity um, and all that comes about maturity, has to, that's why that pruning, that refining silver, don't become silver right out of the ground or right out of the river, wherever it's taken from, silver or gold rather, right out of the mine. It has to be refined. Pottery, looking at Jeremiah chapter 18, a pot doesn't become those beautiful, glorious things that um, we may put on a shelf. Actually, most people don't use them, which is kind of stupid. Why would you just waste God's money on that if you're just going to put it as a masterpiece? God doesn't want to put us up on a shelf as a masterpiece saying, see what I did. No, he wants us to go outwards. The more we keep cleaning his sins, the older we are when we come to Christ. Jesus Christ, by the power of his Holy Spirit, which is the power of God, will continue exposing sin. Say, oh, well, you got a person that you that you hurt way back in. If able, he will make a way for you to at least apologize. That person may still want to harm us. That person may not receive forgiveness. That's not the point. We got to forgive that person. We miss so many people. We come in, to, actually we almost all do. We come in with hurts. We come in with sores. We come in with um, anger, whatever. But Jesus Christ, by the power of our Holy Spirit, through his sanctification process his refining process yeah does fire hurt yes when it's burning out does radiation hurt when it's burning out of cancer yeah it does we're under when we're going through those human treatments so we don't necessarily feel the pain is the pain and healing yes it's to get it out of us so the more God cleanses us he the more he fills us with himself to overflowing we should be able to just walk in a room and the loss 
who's still walking around in sin, still walking around rejecting Jesus Christ, should be a superior a pricking in their heart. That means a clicking, a conviction from the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit is fully allowed to work through us. But one thing God will not ever tolerate is sin. If there's one sin, if there's one hatred, if there's one say, well, man, that church hurt me. I says, if we just refuse to forgive it and keep holding on to that one sin, keep focusing on it, Jesus Christ can and will not work through us. I'm not saying he will leave. He'll, he'll, he'll burn it. He'll dig it out. He'll burn it out. He'll increase the heat within us that we're going through he'll keep us longer in these places uh, of darkness in order to get rid of it his goal is to eradicate these temples now they will never be fully we our bodies these temporary bodies now our death sin nature will never be fully eradicated and cleansed of sin until these bodies are changed either at the rapture or upon death when we depart them and they become just empty flesh they return to dust in our spirits I mean right with God and we get our new bodies that's the uh, power but the power of that sin is no longer working in our lives we don't point people towards the sin we point people towards the Savior only period so if you're still holding on to an anger if you're still pointing out the sins of oh for that brother or that sister you are walking according to the power of the flesh and who's in control of that power the power of well not control who is leading that power the power of satan you need to let go with that you need to let god refine that out of you and start pointing to people towards the savior period of the power of the conviction I really don't know where they came from because that's not fully part of my notes. <clears throat> that was I'm giving all glory to God on that one. But again, the second question as we go into next aspect is what of darkness? Well, I just described that. Well, I guess I did flow into it. I'll go into the earth was this way when God first created it before we started moving on it in Genesis chapter one through actually one and two actually without form it was void nighttime some could call it nighttime it wasn't hell wasn't even present yet at that point well to our knowledge wicked obscurity it was all there it's where he was at his deeds dwell John 3 9, John chapter 3 19 through 20 as we just read part of it but God who is light now I want to read this one I want us all to listen to it Daniel chapter 2 22. Uh, okay. I think I need bigger words. I must be getting old. Daniel chapter 2. 22. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. You know what? I'm just looking here. That he is God Almighty. He was speaking, God had just given him the dream and the interpretation of a, to me it would have been, I would have been freaking out when I saw that statue that Nebuchadnezzar had. Verse 21 says, it is he who changes the times in the epics. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. 
this is Daniel always glorified, always tried to glorify God. Was he perfect? Check. Are you perfect? Nope. Am I perfect? Nope. To you, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for you have given me wisdom and power. Even now, this is verse 23, by the way. Even now you have made known to me what we requested of you, for you have made known to us the king's matter. Now, this is Daniel first. He had to go in and pray. He says, okay, I will give you the interpretation of the, the vision in the dream. He had a nightmare. Yeah, that definitely would be a nightmare. But we got to focus on that verse 22. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells in. We need to remember that each and every day, especially when we put in that time. If the answer is just not coming, if the tax answer, whether it's for my case, tax and accounting, or to improve in the cleaning skills, we don't get it from um, our trainers, we don't get it from our managers, we don't get it from our bosses. We should be getting our true how to do a task from Almighty God. Mechanics do not get it just from watching a video. Now, God will more likely use that aspect of it, but it, but our wisdom, our understanding should be coming from Almighty God if we want to do it the correct way. But no other human being except Jesus Christ, who was on this earth, for, walked on this earth for 33 years, can see or move in darkness without light. We see darkness, it's usually a time when we're sleeping, because we work nights out there, which that may or may not be of God. I'm not sure how that works out. I'm not going to go into that fathom. I'm not even going to speculate it or otherwise. Um, but it's only by the person of Jesus Christ when he was here. He was 100% God and 100% man. He didn't stop being God. He did aspect some of it. Uh, aspects of it. You know, there are some. There are many false teachers out there. that will say, "Oh no, well he he laid down his deity." <clears throat> Those who say such thing, you're stupid. <clears throat> okay, that's my term. Bible may call it foolish. You may be on the borderline of being accursed, according to Galatians chapter one. But uh, we don't accursed. God accurses. Let's go into number three out there. Kind of move along here. What is the secret places? The Lord speaks of in this verse. Song, the song Solomon's. Let me get the exact terminology here. <clears throat> the song of Solomon. <clears throat> going over to verse two fourteen. <clears> oh <throat> my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret place, the steep pathway. Let me see your form. Let me hear your voice, for your sweet voice. This is the, the secret places where where the cleft of the rock. Now who of the rocks? Now who is our main rock? We know God is the rock of ages, and Jesus is the rock, the foundational rock, which is all based on its cave-like a place. <clears throat> I'm given to see his face. Now we know through Exodus in Exodus through Moses when God told him it says no man, that means no man and woman, no mankind, no human flesh can see the face of God in these bodies, and that's still the case. You know, we'll see an aspect of his glory, but in these bodies we'll die. You know, we cannot withstand all his glory, God and all his glory yet. We will, with new bodies. Actually, I just got reminded that from my brother in Christ that posted that video too. <clears throat> God will always, if God's not bringing you in this time of darkness, this time, and actually daily, you don't get that in the church. Now, now, I am not saying forsake the assembling. 
uh, uh, we still that has still got a critical moment. We still got to be going and sharing it. We still got to be getting together. That don't mean going into a man-made, you know, a human-made building. That means get together with brothers and sisters in Christ. You don't have to go into a government-approved building. The government doesn't have to approve that building. You know, God should approve it. Actually, exactly, I would say that. Um, only ones that use that uh, analogy to say, "Well, you have to go into a government-approved building. You got to prove that." No, we don't. No, 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 no. You know who wants to do that? Those are the people that care about. Man, God brought all these three thousand people, or two thousand people, or ten thousand people together. Did he? You sure about that? <laughs> you sure it wasn't according to your flesh? No, I'm not saying God did or did not. When we're assembling, we don't have to assemble in big numbers. So, okay, I'm leaving that one alone on that one. But it's the place one-on-one. Every single believer, Isaiah, Jeremiah. You know, Jeremiah was put in what we would call today as a prison. Back then, they called them dungeons out there, your king's class. Paul was spent more time in prisons, I think, than he did outside once he believed in Jesus Christ, once he met Jesus face-to-face. Um... Even Jesus, we don't even see fully face to face. No man has in these human bodies. They can claim it, but uh, I suggest they get right with God out there because they're not. Because in these bodies, we cannot see them. It's in Christ Jesus. We'll see an aspect of his glory, but that's coming one on one at this moment. Ooh, wait till we get home, though. Ooh, man, that will be beautiful. As Elijah knew the place in First Kings 19 through 9 through 18. Wasn't together with a church group. It was one on one. God brought that. You see what, where he got his wisdom and his instructions for. That's where we get our wisdom instructions. But same token, that's where we know God in Christ Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit better. Paul knew it in Galatians chapter one, fifteen through, well, fifteen through seventeen. But it actually goes into chapter 2 verse 2 is to read the entire context of it 17 being key and he was actually there for like 15 years alone not around a church I'm sure there were other church members that he ran across there but for the most part he was alone one on one with God we cannot grow in the wisdom in the knowledge in the intimacy with God in the assembly of other saints. We must be alone with him. We must have that time of darkness, time, that secret place that it comes in. It's the assembly is necessary and it's not to be eliminated or be broken up, but it is not a the focal point of our maturing in Christ Jesus. It is our one-on-one time that must always be kept. Do not others will try and cap well can't you give up your um your quiet time with the Lord to help me out or, uh help me out no 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 Jesus did not give up his time alone. He made time for other brothers and sisters uh to help them but when somebody that is only Satan that will try and come in there and break up that one time nope that is the only time that I can spend alone with God out there and once he shows you what that time is that may be early in the morning it may be later at night out there you may have to go somewhere go sit in your car northeast bring a coat and a hat and some mittens um it may be, if you're in a housing environment that's not conducive to that, he'll show you where to go. If you just listen to him, where that must be. But it must be that aloneness. So that is the time of aloneness that where this blessing of darkness 
and treasures of darkness happens. And number four, the final one. Okay. What is the treasure in hidden riches? It's knowing God in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit. It's just knowing Him, growing in that intimacy, growing in His wisdom, so so we know how to live when we come outside. The Strong's uh, Bible Dictionary calls it storehouses, which is basically what it is. Does that mean, so some may say, oh, that means God putting us in our storage? Uh, no. <laughs> Matthew 4:16, people saw a great light of God in Jesus Christ. It exposed it. <clears throat> now there he exposed us um, through the person of Jesus Christ. Matthew 10, 27 and Luke 12, 3. You know what? We're going to go to one of those right now. Let me go to Luke 12, 3. I like Luke. I like them all, actually. I like the whole word of God from Genesis. Let's see what that says. Accordingly, whatever you have said in the dark, that you is uh, God, in the dark will be heard in the light, and whatever you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. Okay, we're also going to go Matthew 10, 27. I guess we're going to have to go to both on that one. Okay, 10, 27. By the way, it's e-sword I'm using. E-sword, S-W-O-R-D dot net. It's free, but I would highly recommend as leading that uh, you give them whatever you can. Help them out. What I tell you in the darkness, that's where that Luke one comes from. <clears throat> what I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Okay, I think I read that before. Huh. I did. Okay, that also works in darkness too. But there's another one that's also a blessing too. It's where God speaks to us. But you also got uh, the secret place, Proverbs 2, 4. You know, some people would print this up out there, but that's too easy. I got to go the hard one. <laughs> that was sarcasm. And if you seek her as silver, just talking about wisdom and discernment. And search for her as for hidden treasures. Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. And also in Psalm 143, is that 8 or 9? Let's go find out. Let's go to Psalm 143. Okay. Ooh, man, that's a lot of them. Mm. Okay, we're going to go to 8 because I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> Okay, well, it's 9, but it all works. It's near and no place to do it. 143, 9. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I take refuge in you. The secret place is also a refuge. It's also a place of safety for our enemies. Now, sometimes God will allow the enemies to come through a little bit to strengthen us, to trust in Him. But they won't be able to kill us. Most of the time, they don't want to kill us. That is happening in places like Asia, across Asia and across the Middle East, where you got brothers and sisters that are spending time with God, and he's going out and preaching the gospel to them, preaching repent and believe in Jesus Christ. They came out of very dark pagan religions to believe in Jesus Christ. That becomes one Two things happen when we truly believe in Jesus Christ. We become. We then become. We join Jesus in becoming an enemy of Satan and open ourselves up to attacks. But what's the secret places, blessings of secret places that we just heard about? We become gods and we no longer Satan's. We were all, Ephesians chapter 1 was clear, 1 and 2, 
that before we truly believe and are born again, believe in Jesus Christ, we were actually children of Satan, children of disobedience, sons and daughters of rebellion, of disobedience, which means Satan's children uh, by nature, not by creation, because he didn't create us. God still created these bodies, but we automatically come in with a bent against God, which is inside of us, that God removes when he bursts himself into us. So again, next time you feel yourself in a dark place, next time you can't see wisdom, next time you, you, or you will know, we each will know, when we're in that time of darkness, just call upon the name of Jesus Christ. Now next time you find yourself in darkness, hating people, killing people, having sex outside of marriage, don't fall into that trap of thinking God is not going to uh, hear, because he will. I know it's a little bit long, but I think it's well worth the lesson. I'm still learning it as we're saying it. And when I put this on YouTube, <coughs> maybe I'll show it up. <laughs> or we find it. Um, but again, so let's look for those treasures of darkness as believers. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, uh, don't run from those times of darkness. How much time? God will keep us in that place and offense what he's pruning out of us. A young person can have just as many sins as an old person has. It all depends what, how they were raised and aspects of it. Let God do that cleansing work. Let him do that refining fire. Let not be the only light that you see in there is the flames of those fire. Instead, look for the light of God in Christ Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let the refining happen. Let the pruning happen. Let the transformation happen. We will go through several of them, long and short, periods of darkness, times of secret places. When we think that we have enemies all around us, let's call upon the name of Jesus and look for that refuge. Look for those secret places. And see the riches. The riches is God himself. The riches is his glory. The riches is his power, is his strength that is absolutely necessary for us to grow and to mature in Christ Jesus. Don't run from those practices. Oh, we're going to cry like little babies. Most of us, when we were younger, we had a fear of the darkness. That's because we were not yet born again. We were not at that place where we know God. Religion doesn't teach us to know God. But the Bible is all about knowing God and who He is. Learning how He created, why. It's all for His glory. So again, if you have not yet been in that period of darkness, you're still in darkness. You're still in Satan at that point where you're doing things your own way. looking at wisdom late and late trying to do things, but you don't know Jesus Christ. Call upon his name today. The gospel is clear. And it's clearly written down in First Corinthians. And I always want to end here. Chapter 15, 3-4. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Verses 3 through 4, that's the gospel. Anybody tells you any different, if anybody tells you a partial of it, 
shake their hand saying, I love you, goodbye, I'm getting away from you. But one of those sins that we talking about, that first one is that separation from God. It starts, it bases at the Ten Commandments. We've all broken them. So those that are not in Christ yet still break them to this day. Matter of fact, we still stumble with them. That's what the power of the Holy Spirit does. It convicts us. It's the Ten Commandments. Go to Exodus chapter 20 and go through them. And then go into how Jesus even magnified it even more. You look at a person. You women can just as guilty of it as some men. Maybe more manly thing. You you dress in like a harlot. You dress in to make yourself attractive to others to make it to show off the creation of God the body you're causing somebody else to stumble when you do that ladies and guys you do it too a little bit when you're wearing your tight stuff out there you cause somebody else to lust that lust is adultery before almighty God that hatred that you're holding out to the hatred says well until that person did not stop worrying about the other person you need to stop hating and stop pointing out uh, you know, unless you're witnessing to that person through the Ten Commandments. It says in James, there's still sin in James here. We can say, well, okay, I'm no longer lost, I no longer hate others. You can, we can be guilty of one sin. We can do one wrong we haven't confessed of and repented of. And that one sinning against the commandments is going to keep us out of heaven, it says in James. We can say, okay, I've gotten, I've gotten everything right. So well, I got nine of them right. You got to get that tenth. That one, that tenth one is gonna, will keep you out of the kingdom of heaven. But Christ Jesus got rid of all that by His work when He said it's finished. There's one more I finished that's got to be said, and that's to eradicate sin once and for all. The deal with overall sin on this earth that will not happen until Jesus comes back. Uh. And completely melts this work, destroys this earth. Not the form of it, but the earth itself. Everything you see, your house, your cars, your your toys, so to speak. When it's no bit, everything. Even jobs that do nothing but just add greed, add to our greedy, will be eradicated. It will all, this earth will be made new heaven and new earth, period. This earth is passing away. No politician. No group of people can and will save it. Just Jesus Christ. It's going to be done away. It's already been written. It's said. It's pronounced. Not No man or woman knows the time. Just God. And he knows the time. We better hope and be thankful and gracious that he hasn't done that yet. So again, if you have not legitimately believed according to Romans 10.9 and 10.9, that's why it says, you know, confess with your mouth and believe with your hearts. That's just not a flippant belief. And just the heart. Some would just want to say, well, it's just the heart. No, it's just, it's just not the seed of emotion. It's our entire being. You got some theologians, some educated, over-educated individuals that just want to say, oh, well, just, and just flippantly throw it out there. It's our entire being. You believe with some, believe in Jesus Christ with our entire being, our thought life, everything. You're turning, we're turning it all over to Him. We lay our will down for Him. We willingly are doing it. He don't take it from us. We willingly surrender ourselves to Him, to follow Him, to walk with Him. So if you have not yet believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and when it comes out of heart, that's because it's a born again. It's the Holy Spirit using individuals such as myself or such as yourself to soften people's heart, to show us, as somebody showed us, our need for God's 
way of salvation. Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth, and the life. Period. No one will come to the Father except through Him. Some try to backdoor it. Yeah, Satan being led to Him, and that don't work, and won't work. Not through works. Not through a person sitting in a particular city. Just like Jesus Christ alone. And by faith. Nobody, no man and woman alive has seen Jesus Christ face to faith yet. Now, yes, I know you know, these disciples did, but they saw him before the cross. And they saw him for 40 days after that. That's it. They haven't seen him since until they went to be home. All but one died very horrendous deaths. And they never once regretted believing and following Jesus Christ. They went straight into the presence of God. The moment their eyes were closed down here. Again, John was the only one who died of natural causes. But he was put alone. That was actually a blessing that one of the Caesars did. It may have been the top Caesar, the Roman emperor at that time. When he put him on the Isle of Patmos alone, that was the biggest blessing. He doesn't realize it. He didn't realize it then. That was the biggest blessing that he did to him. He thought he was punishing them by giving him away from everybody, getting him away from brothers and sisters. But he put him in a place where God revealed himself to him through Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit read the book of Revelation and just see that so I'm not saying we all want to go into a place like that no we don't want that we do want that time of aloneness but we don't want a place like that but it's just like even those that when the enemies and who's our enemies those still the lost but we still love them enough to tell them the truth that's true love if you're not going to tell somebody says this is why you need Jesus Christ then that's that love. You don't know what love is. If you just say, okay, I'm going to give you some food. As you're giving somebody's food, I said, can we sit down and talk? This is why I needed Jesus Christ. This is why you need Jesus Christ. You got It's not just a matter of eating this food or helping with this month's rent or car payment or whatever. You know, That's not what just our needs. That's our short-term needs. We need to be speaking, literally speaking to people why? what their need is I said you think you're enjoying life now in the flesh but there's going to come a day when you're going to stand before almighty God no lawyer, no attorney, not your mommy not your daddy, not your brothers and sisters not even every single one of us will stand one on one to him and he's going to go through and he's going to say for those of us believers we've already come to Jesus Christ and he's continuing to cleanse his once, but he's actually still cleansing his out. Because, you know, can you imagine what it would look like if we destroyed the body and he rebuilt it? It's like, it wouldn't be a pretty sight. Doctors do that. As you usually can't just have to take a period of time to remove out of it. It's usually just not a one-time chemo or radiation treatment. It's usually a period of them. Same thing with the refining of the fire. It's like, okay, you're going to step here now. Until we, the closer we get to God, the more we see how much we truly need Him. And it's not about us, it's about Him. So let me encourage you with that one again. So let's look at the treasures, you know, the blessings and treasures of darkness. So, love y'all.